Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, have your attention, please. The Jackson Hole Bible College is recommended by Mark Spence from Living Waters. Welcome to the Jackson Hole Bible College Podcast. This is episode three. I'm your host, Wade Woodhouse, and today I'm also joined by our other co-hosts that should be here for most of the time moving forward, and that is Gracie Person and Joey Waller. Hey, guys. Hey. For the first time, we are all together in person recording a podcast, so this is pretty pretty cool. Reunited, it feels so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you guys were both in Arkansas for a while. Yes. uh, You have a big uh, Thanksgiving party, right? Yes. Big person party. I'm glad Joey clarified that we are cousins. We are cousins. And so no one have any comments or sly, you know, messaging to us. We've gotten (laughs) emails already. (laughs) We're shutting it down. (laughs) Well, that's good to get that in order. So, um, yeah, so this will be fun. So today, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to give another update on the college, what we've been doing here this week and what we will be doing upcoming also we're gonna have a story time with joey he's got a fun story to share with all of us and hopefully this this will turn into a segment the segment that we always bring in at some point is uh story time with joe <laughs> then i i have um teased this a couple for a couple weeks now but we are finally going to give you our interview with mark spence if you don't know who he is he's a uh, he works at Living Waters with Ray Comfort, but we'll get into that later. So we got to sit down with him a couple weeks ago and do an interview with him. So we're going to have that today to share with you. Then we're going to talk about um, some of the main points that we learned from the interview and wrap it up, and then we'll we'll get to our closing comments and our prayer requests. So it should be, should be a good show. Mm-hmm. So update on college. We, um, we just came off of class uh, with Mike Cummins, James, which was really good. Really, really uh, awesome teacher, and I, I enjoyed I got to sit in one day of the, the class, and I thought it was, um, he's, he's a good teacher. I, had, I learned, learned a lot. He, he went through James 2, and that's always kind of controversial, but I think he handled the works and the, the faith and works part very, very tactfully. I don't know if you guys got no, to listen I, to that. It yeah, was I, really neat. It's his first year, too, and he's pretty excited. He's I already like has prayed for ten years to be asked to come out and teach here at Jacksonville Bible College, so he was very excited when he came. And I love how he teaches, kind of with a um, kind of makes it a discussion and asks the students, and they get really involved. So that's been really fun. The students have loved it so far, so this is great. Yeah, he's got a nice teaching style. I think it's very interactive and a little bit different from some of our other professors. So I think he did a really good job, and uh, it was awesome to see him and, and hang out with him a little bit too. So the class coming up this week is Controversies in the Church with Pastor Don. That's always a fun class. Mm-hmm. Gets to go through a lot of different, obviously, controversies and talk through them. And uh, I don't really remember much from it when I was a student. but um, It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty rev- revolutionary, I would say. Like, with the, you really solidify what you believe about, like, transubstantiation or, like, infant baptism. Things like the charismatic movement that are very like hot topics in the church and then pastor Don brings in like all these different examples and then nails it with scripture and it's really cool so if you get the chance to listen we definitely recommend i and i think 
one thing too is like those subtle difference too and how big of a difference there. I remember the big takeaway I had was just elder rule versus mm -hmm. I think when you're a kid, you're like, oh yeah, voting, that seems like a good thing. <laughs> um, but then when Pastor Don takes you to scripture and sees like it is elder rule in the scriptures and um, you know, you could have, it's really easy to get a church split or anything like that if you have kind mm -hmm. of a, um, what is it? A voting a, system. A voting yeah. kind of system. But, but no, it's very interesting. It's, it really kind of gives you a couple years <laughs> of wisdom in, yeah, in a week, sure. I would say. Yeah, so that'd be exciting. And um, another thing we're doing this week, I think later on this week, is uh, our evangelism crew for PCMA is going Christmas caroling, right? Yeah, this is one of my favorite times of the year for the evangelism crew. And um, we go out, we make homemade tracks, which is really fun. So if you see us out in town, you would see us like big motley crew of kids and kind of running wild, but they all have in their hands candy canes with like this paper attached. And so these attached papers have uh, the Romans wrote on it, and it just looks like a Christmas treat that you're passing out. So people take it. It's so easy passing out candy. And um, But we're also kind of in a group. So there's like a few of them running around, but then there's a main group of us singing carols. And these students practice pretty hard on these carols, and they're kind of um, not the most popular ones. They're kind of from the old old-fashioned hymn books and stuff. But they do a really good job of singing and passing out these things. And we get, a, we've made about 500. So we're excited to go out. We usually go out to the village, which is the main ski uh, resort hill here. And uh, they usually let us do that. And so we get all these skiers come by and they're pretty happy to see us out there caroling. And then we also go to town square right in front of the antler arches. And yeah, so we're pretty stoked about that. And when, what day you're doing that this week? Um, that will be Wednesday. So usually like 2 p.m. Probably okay. get get around 2.30, get to the village, and then head off to the town square. That's what we'll do. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. So um, that's all, it's a great outreach to the community. We, we do this all year long is uh, pass out tracks. Uh, Gracie and, and Andrew this year are heading up at PCMA. And I think it's, you know, you can't think of a more practical ministry <laughs> assignment christian ministry assignment than to evangelize so yeah. this one this one's a really neat one and i'm glad you guys get to go do that mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun um the next thing we have coming up at the end of this week on friday night we have a worship night at church and this is something that we started doing i don't know a couple years ago yeah, yeah like three years ago yeah and you you kind of lead this and it's just a, a great night at church to obviously worship the lord and fellowship with believers and um it's been really neat the last couple of years no it's fun like scripture reading hearing different testimonies we've been really trying to focus on like people of the church and hopefully we can get some students in this year but i'm, I'm really excited about it mm -hmm. um hopefully everyone gets to come <laughs> everyone. why did you say everyone, <laughs> everyone? Joey? i know <laughs> well I, I yeah i guess i can go you know i kind of want to give you like the culture of, of JHPC here. In the last couple of years, everybody always says, oh, is everyone going to be there? <laughs> and then everyone kind of responds with, who is everyone or who is your everyone? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that started about four years ago. No, or was it, it was three? two. Two, three years ago. So, yeah. we, you know, we're going to protect the innocent here, but there was this one guy <laughs> during a break... And like we we were all like slowly coming back, but the majority of the school was all there. There was like maybe like two people that weren't. It's after so the, Christmas break. It was right? after Christmas break, yeah. so like everybody's there except like two people and this one guy <laughs> who may or may not have liked this one per girl that hadn't come yet. He's like, 
where is every is everybody here yet? Like, where, where is, is everyone? And I'm like, who is everyone? Like, literally, there's like, you know, 24 out of 25 students here. And so now, like, every time it's like, hey, is everyone there? Who is your everyone? Yeah. Who so, is your everyone? so that if you ever hear us be like, yeah. who's everyone? I've that's... pretty much cut it out of my vocabulary. You have yeah. to like phrase things totally different, or else you're gonna get you nailed to be, right away. Yeah. So like sometimes you just like get ahead of it. And you're like, where is Steve, Tom, Johnny, Karen? Like, yeah. You like get like real specific, and they're like, oh okay. Because if you don't, then they'll, they'll you just don't want to say everyone, or yeah. else no. you'll get you nailed. You cannot say yeah. everyone here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so speaking of everyone, Joey, do you have an everyone? I, I don't have an everyone, okay, yeah. I, like, I did use it a couple of weeks ago. I told someone, I was like, hey, tell everyone. I said, hello. She's like, I will. And they knew. They knew the cue. They knew. Yeah? Gracie, what about you? You got an everyone yet? Uh, I don't have an everyone no? either, Wade. Nope. Well, okay. I guess we'll have to keep everyone updated if we, you know. We Who's all, everyone? We can't all. <laughs> yeah, you can't even say it. We can't all have an everyone. Right. We'll try to keep That's our true. listeners updated if any anyone's come into <laughs> your guys' lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all will be the first to know. First My parents know. will find out through this podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, our our lives are right on the line here. So <laughs> we're just right. so honest on this thing, you know. <laughs> so honest, trusting ears. Hopefully, you have over there. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's funny. So that was story time with Joe, the origin story of <laughs> everyone. Where's everyone? Where's everyone? <laughs> so go ahead and and uh, use that with your next conversation. Uh, all right, so that's kind of what's happening here, and that's our story time. So. I want to get to this interview with Mark Spence. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Gracie and I got to sit down with him, like I said, and he is a really, really neat guy. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, there's a lot you can learn from our conversation, and so we hope you enjoy it. And um, yeah, just a neat guy, and I think I, you know we had a lot, lot of fun hanging out with him. Yeah. Um, very personable. Mm-hmm. Uh, made it easy to to sit there and talk to him. And yeah, we went we went for quite a while, which was pretty fun. It was amazing because he had just come, <clears throat> excuse me, off the skate off the stage from giving a big talk to the big college expo people, and then we were like, "Hey, would you mind just doing a podcast with us?" Like, "Oh yeah, that's great." So it was like <laughs> not a problem at all for us to go get a private room with him, and yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it was. He was super relaxed the whole time, and it was neat. We got to go to a private little conference room in the arc and and do this so that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. so go ahead and enjoy this conversation we got gracie and i got to have with mark spence the jacksonville bible college podcast is excited to bring on mark spence today we are at answers in genesis and we're at the college expo that they host here and jacksonville bible college has a booth and some of us our staff are here uh, presenting the college to all these high school students that are here. And Mark is one of the speakers this weekend, and he has graciously a, uh, agreed to come on to our podcast. So, Mark, I want to get to know you a little bit. So can you tell me, how did you come to be working at Living Waters? Yeah, well, through deceit. <laughs> uh, what was it? Ray was Ray spoke at my church back in 1995, and... He had made an announcement. Would anybody like to go do some open-air preaching with me? And I said, well, I don't want to, but I'll go and watch you open-air preach. So I went there. And from there, that was on a Friday night that we went out. 
It was in a place called the Balboa Fun Zone near Newport Beach in California. So we went every Friday to Balboa and then we got sick of there and then we went to Newport Beach and then we went to Huntington Beach and then we went to uh, Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Venice Beach was in there somewhere. And that was every Friday night for, I'm guessing, six or seven years. And you did the preaching too. I did not do preaching until I was, so let's back up a little bit. Um, Ray had asked me if I wanted to do a, go to a church with him in Nevada. Okay, how did you know Ray though? Like, So Ray just made the announcement. He spoke at the church oh, okay. and he said, who wants to go up here preaching? Hmm. Well, and so easy. Yeah. And myself just started going every Friday. Was that when easy was his son-in-law? No, no not yet. Okay, wow. No, we were just, cool. we were just going. And what, uh, what age like was this for you? I was 22 years old. Wow. <laughs> young. That's young. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I met him when I was 21 and I was 22 when I started going with him. We were gone almost every weekend at churches just about. And Ray, if the host didn't pay for an assistant, Ray would just paid for me to go with him. Wow. That's cool. And while we were at a church in Minneapolis, Ray had asked me if I would design an evangelism school for him. And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, sure, yeah, let me let me give that a go. And so I uh, started to put together a curriculum. And in 2001, I got part-time and I was there for a few months. And then it quickly turned into full-time. And I left a pastoral ship that I was uh, part of. Well, yeah. Hmm. And so now what do you do at Living Waters? You still work with the, that curriculum? Yeah. I Yeah, not so much. It's kind of self-sustaining. Okay. Right. We created the curriculum and now it just kind of runs. But does it have a school or is it just the booklet that you? It's kind on. Of it's an sell? online school. Oh, online. Nice. And it's a go self-paced, hmm. so you don't have to. Like I said, you don't have to do anything. You just kind of create the curriculum and people. How does someone get connected? Just in case there's listeners here who yeah. might want to get some information on that. Yeah, you're really good at this, by the way. Oh yeah, wow, thank you. Uh, BiblicalEvangelism.com. <laughs> okay. Is the school? That's the website. BiblicalEvangelism.com. And yeah, there's quite a few students that have gone through or going through uh, that. And it's really kind of an introductory look at yeah. evangelism and apologetics. Wow. That's so, neat. We have an apologetic school that's coming out in the spring that's called Living Waters Equip. Now it's a school, like it's not just it, No, a, it's all, it's all video-based. Still video-based, yeah, so nice. It's working smarter and not harder. Yeah, for sure. The, well, I think it. just even I've been on YouTube scrolling Ray Comfort and it's like a devotional almost if you ever just watch his witnessing encounters and you you all the Living Water staff as well. And basically it is a school in itself because yeah. <laughs> I've learned through that how to interact with people. I was like in I was like 12 years old or something and we went through Way of the Master at our church. And and you were part of that, weren't you? The Way of the Master. I was. Okay. Yeah. And so I remember just watching that, and then we'd go to the fairgrounds. I was terrified, sure. and then I would—I was like this young little girl, and I was like, "Are you a good person?" And I was just terrified. I didn't know the other questions after that, but I was supposed to remember them. But people would help me out. So, explain kind of how, with your way of the master, um, was that was that kind of the introduction to Living Waters? Is that how it got its place, like in the Christian realm? Okay, um, back in 1994, early part of '94. I was with a team of people. We were going to share the gospel in uh, Hollywood. And somebody had wow. a Hell's Best Kept Secret cassette tape, and they put it inside the van. And I'd never heard of Hell's Best Kept Secret. They put it in. They played it. And I was just like, hmm. 
okay, I need to use the law of evangelism. And I didn't fully grasp it. I've listened to it more than a thousand times. <laughs> really? I haven't memorized wow. Yeah, it's really. So then I went out and I was talking to a, uh, a male prostitute at a bus stop. Wow. Uh, went through the law, went through the mm-hmm. gospel, and things just clicked for mm-hmm. him. And a bu- his bus pulled up, and I said, uh, do you need to take this bus? Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he paused, weirdly paused, and he goes, you know, I can take the next one. I want to hear finish hearing what you're saying. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so when we're all done, I asked him if he had a Bible, where he lived, and he said, well, look, I'll, I'll come clean. I, I was taking the bus to the Santa Monica overpass to jump off and commit suicide. Oh my no way. word. <laughs> and so my first encounter with the law was using it on this gigolo who was about ready to commit suicide. Good gracious. And wow. God intervened. And so I listened yeah. to it wow. countless times since. I know when I was younger, I mean, this is kind of related to this. And it was just like, I was trying to, I was a public schooler in high school and someone was like, why do you know it's true? And I still had no, I didn't really have the, I just, well, you just know and you feel it's right. And it was like, it was kind of the, what Ray Comfort kind of talks about, like God has a good, uh, a plan for your life, like a wonderful plan for your life. I tried to go through that method and she was like, hmm, that sounds bogus. And I was like, yeah, it kind of does when I think about it, it just does. But like when I got into the Ray Comfort stuff and all the Living Waters material, it was it changed the way I focused on evangelism and it really changed the way I focus or I myself understand the gospel. Mm. You know, and I was a believer, but it was just like this really does open it up where the law you have to get to a place of desperation where you realize you have nothing to offer mm-hmm. and then realize that Christ has given you that offer and He's paid it all. And I love that about recovery. Always brings it back to it is finished on the yeah. cross. That is the final. Like you don't have to add anything to it. So oh, I just I love the stuff that y'all have been putting Yeah, and that's the importance of the use of the law, right? It's not enough just to use the law in evangelism. The idea is to leave them helpless and hopeless mm-hmm. to where they cry out, mm-hmm. if possible, you know, what must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. I thought you just kind of add it along with, you know, listen, God yeah. loves you. He has a wonderful plan for your life. Yep. You know, repeat this prayer after me. And by the way, you broke God's law. You see your need for a savior because, you know, you've lied and you've stolen and you've looked with lust and mm-hmm. you've coveted your neighbor's goods. And and people were not trekking along with that. You know, remember in John 17, it says the primary role of the Holy Spirit in the life of the non-believer is to convict of sin, judgment, and righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's important because if we fast forward over to, I think it's Acts 24, verse 25, where it says that Paul reasoned with Felix concerning righteousness, judgment, and self-control mm-hmm. we see that the sin in Felix's life was self-control whatever that means however that's expounded upon yeah. and so the Apostle Paul brought home drove home that point he wasn't driving home a lot of points he might have at the beginning but the point was self-control with him so what's the point <clears throat> when you're talking to a non-believer you want to get into sin which is transgression of God's law Righteousness, you didn't have the righteousness required of the law to stand before a holy God, and therefore you're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. So when you just get into an apologetical sword fight, it's almost as if the Holy Spirit stands aloof mm-hmm. waiting for you to finish because mm-hmm. he wants to convict of sin, judgment, and righteousness. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with apologetics. No. <laughs> we can get into apologetics, and there's a place for apologetics. Mm-hmm. I mean, evangelism naturally brings one into apologetics, but as right. Greg Bonson once said, uh, the apologist who fails to recognize the evangelistic nature of his conversation 
and doesn't get into the gospel is both cruel and proud. Wow. He's cruel because he fails to recognize the greatest need of his opponent, which is he needs the gospel. And he's proud because he's more interested in coming across as an intellectual elitist than mm. to determine that all glory belongs to God. Mm. His point is get to the gospel. Right. right. You get into an apologetical sword fight and you never get to the gospel, listen, nobody wins. Yeah, and they try, I mean, I've, I've, stopped, I've talked with skeptics before, and they want you to fall into that trap. Yeah. And they want you to get kind of bogged down and like, oh, well, what do you do with this? And then all it is is just clash of minds where there is, no, like you said, the Holy Spirit stands aloof. There's no place for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they want to avoid the question of the law because they don't want to feel conviction. And you'll notice if you do try to bring it into that, they're like steer away as, as far as they can from it. Like they, they definitely avoid it. So. Yeah, that's very astute, you know, thinking, you know, you, you have to recognize what is the point and purpose of engaging in a conversation with a non-believer and i think that if you're not arguing towards the cross you're just arguing mm -hmm. and nobody wants to argue hmm. nobody unless you're i just, used to <laughs> yeah nobody wants <laughs> to, to listen to no. somebody else right it's, and you do come you come off cocky yeah. you're like i'm better than you and then what are they yep. their impression of christians after that is just like wow they're just bigots and they mm -hmm. they only want their their perspective you know and no you have to you have to give them the truth. That's that's the point of it. <laughs> the that's gospel right. is the truth. Yeah, I think the devil likes to distract you, so that's kind of why mm. you get caught up in that. You, you have to to figure out, you know, how can I save them, not how can I let them know that Christ has saved them. Right. Um, speaking of evangelism, one of our classes at the college is all about evangelism, and our professor professor for that is Eric Hoven. He's an alumni of the school, but also he's one of your good friends. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Eric Hoven? <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, I absolutely adore Eric, and I have asked him many times to try to think through how he can move closer to me. I said, listen. <laughs> or so, like furthest away you could get in the yeah. U.S. <laughs> he's in Pensacola, yeah. and I'm mm -hmm. in Orange County, California. You know, I, I cannot figure out how to make that happen. You know, like mm -hmm. Jonathan and David, I, I love him like I love my own soul. Mm. Um, I, I would love, uh, love it if we could hang out all day, every day. Yeah. I, I, I don't get tired of him. You should come to Wyoming, Jackson Hole Bible College, Wyoming, when he's there, which is usually early February. He usually comes in, yeah, we're always skiing with him Yeah, somehow. late January, I think. And he's always throwing us in snow. Actually, there's a funny story of him. He thought I dropped snow on his head. And so I'm like walking to class. All of a sudden, my professor runs out the door from the classroom, tackles me into the snow, and starts shoving it in my face. Huh. I'm like, okay, wow, okay, what is going on? Yeah. Well, that was he had Eric. The, yeah, that was Eric. Yeah. yeah. Last year, actually, at the time, in February, same time, he comes and he starts, I, I have witnesses that he starts throwing me into an ice puddle, breaking the ice and splashing. Okay, I might have like jeered him on a little bit, but he took it to the extreme. So yeah. he loves praying. If he loves you're listening, a good time. Eric, I'm getting you back this year when you come to teach. <laughs> yeah, listen, he has no break inside of his life. I He's know. the vertical no. pedal on the right. He he only has one direction, one speed, mm. and it's go and it's crazy. Yeah, yes. you can see that with his motorbikes or whatever, his motorcycles. Oh, yeah. It's all about speed. You're crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, That's man. awesome. Okay, so speaking to our alumni here and, and other alumni out there for from any college, um, since this is a podcast that we want to help people with, what is one of your best advices, Mike, to a student, Mark, excuse me, who 
is getting ready to leave college, getting ready to leave that place where they feel comfort and secure and a, a family. And um, it's it's easy to live as a Christian in that um, mm, yeah. in that space. What would you what's your best advice to them as they get ready to leave and go into the world to start um, maybe a job or a family and that sort of thing? You know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who was diagnosed with cancer a couple of days ago. And I said, oh, listen, yeah. uh, we all have to go through trials. Mm-hmm. You might as well dance mm-hmm. while you go through. And we all have to meet with the Lord. Eventually, every road eventually leads to the Lord. Why not take that road less traveled and just completely submit and commit your ways and your thoughts and your ambitions and your dreams and the white picket fence emotions and desires to the Lord. Let him write your story. Yeah. So and that, so what I mean by that is every step you take is a step closer to the Lord. You might, you might as well enjoy the tumultuous ride. Yeah. Allow him to do what he wants to do. Remember the children of Israel, they wandered in the wilderness for some 40 years when it's been said that it could have taken much less, like right. 13 days of direct route, you know, depends on your scholar. Well, if you can learn in the sanctuary instead of learning in the storm, learn in the sanctuary, learn from somebody else's mistakes, learn mm-hmm. from those who've gone before you, uh, become friends with gray haired people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you should, everybody should always have a, a Barnabas inside their life who can encourage them. Mm-hmm. And everybody should have a John Mark, somebody who you're being poured in, who you're pouring into. Right. So you're being poured into and you're pouring out. So we're mm-hmm. always being discipled and we're always discipling. So kids your age, they tend to think, I got it. Mm-hmm. I, I have figured out. Yeah. And the older I get, I just realize I got nothing. It's just, it's about Jesus. Amen. It, it's about Christ. So I, I open up God's word to know him. You mm-hmm. know, I write poetry to the Lord. I don't know anybody that just writes poetry to the Lord that doesn't allow anybody to read it. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I love to write poetry to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And nobody's ever heard. I write songs that nobody's ever heard. <laughs> Does your wife ever ask no. you, like, oh, no, you don't see it? No, that's, that's special. Yeah. She, she doesn't know when I'm doing it. Wow. She doesn't, she, I just, I don't communicate. I, like, I, I think of, like, David, he danced before the Lord in his mm-hmm. ephod, right? It's, and his wife, Michael, or Michael mm-hmm. or Michelle, however you want to pronounce right. it, you know, mocked him. Yeah. Worship is a very private thing. Mm. Mm, I agree. So I, I don't mind going out to Starbucks and purchasing two cups of coffee. I'm taking the Lord out for a cup of coffee and take that second cup and then wow. it just sits there. And when I'm done, I just throw them both in the trash. You huh. know, it's just, it's kind of like, I understand that sounds very weird, <laughs> but, it, but it also, it very much keeps me on my toes to think that I'm very cognizant that the Lord is here. As I'm, I'm looking over here, seeing this whiteboard, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I see when I see that whiteboard is I go, I want to draw my father a picture. That's wow. what I think. When I look at that, I go, I want to draw a picture. Mm-hmm. Who's, who drew him a picture today? Wow. Right. I want to draw him a picture, and then I want to, I want to erase it. Nobody will ever see it. Mm-hmm. A, a whiteboard that was set aside and designed for such a moment in time like this, where somebody thinks they just kind of put it there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to I want to thank God for things he's never heard thank you for. Wow. So when I come mm-hmm. across a flower, you may think, oh, it's just a wild flower. Mm-hmm. I want to look at that little wild flower, whether I let it sit or whether I pick it and smell it and let it go my way. I think, thank you, Lord. It's not for me. Psalm 57 two says that God performs all things for me, referring to, it's a messianic text, referring to Jesus, that everything around here, everything we see is on display 
for his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Everything, every planet has ever been created for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Everything. Jesus is the creator and the father's, everything is for him. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to wow. thank him for all things. Mm -hmm. I want to thank him for cancer and for hair falling out and for bad breath and for things that nobody has ever thank you for the ability to clean this toilet mm. and i don't know who's going to be sitting on it after me but i i pray that you'll you know it doesn't matter and so when i think of writing poetry or writing songs or drawing pictures and attaching them to a helium balloon and sending it off to them or whatever it is it's 100 percent kooky i get it i i absolutely get it but i'd much rather i like the way i'm doing it better than the way other people are either not doing it yeah sure mm -hmm. and so well for a very you know i think that's really crucial is your private walk with the lord and i'd say for students or even alumni listening they would be i think they'd be very encouraged by what you're speaking about because you're you're very public in the christian world i mean people know your name you have large-scale ministry going on and yet it's your private walk with the lord that really is the crucial, I mean, everything pours out of your heart and the heart is what you're really cultivating and no one sees that. So mm. when, okay, if they need encouragement, people who've gone through the college and they've, they're like, wow, I used to feel so high, you know, on that, you know, mountaintop experience, <laughs> funny because the mountains are in Jackson Hole, mm -hmm. but mountaintop experience and they come home and they're like, wow, I'm not even, a, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a youth pastor. I'm not, I, I'm just in a nine to five job. And maybe you have some advice on that. Like, what would you say to someone who's just like kind of dredging through life and they're Christians and they don't feel like they're, you know, a Ray Comfort or whatever. What would like the first step maybe be a practical way they could just influence their little realm? Yeah. Well, to say that you're not feeling it, I, I don't, I don't feel like it, whatever mm. it is, you mm. know, ask any mother who just delivered a baby and she's like two weeks into it into having a newborn she doesn't feel like waking up in the night and feeding her child she does it because it's right right a firefighter runs into a burning building because it, it's right you mm -hmm. run into the burning building I, I don't feel like fill in the blank yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I do it a lot of times because it's just right mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do so I'm not waiting for a mystical experience I'm not waiting as Thomas Kempis who wrote inside his book, uh, uh, The Imitation of Christ, or Andrew Murray, Practicing the Presence of God. I, I'm, I'm not looking for an experience. Mm -hmm. I don't need a feeling. I, I, I've, I've gotten to the place where I said, Lord, you keep all the feeling to yourself. You're not a feeling. The, the Spirit is not a force. It's a person. I don't feel the Spirit. I, I do things that are right. So I would say, to the person who's just kind of going through the motions, you go through the motions. Like Spurgeon said, study yeah. yourself to death and then pray yourself alive. You're not, mm -hmm. he's not feeling like he wants to draw near to the Lord, but scripture still remains true. Mm. You know, you draw near to the Lord, he'll draw near to you. Get mm -hmm. inside the word, pray the word in you mm -hmm. all day long. That's what you need to do as you have the opportunity, as mm -hmm. it arises. Look, you can sleep through the night. Why did you wake up in the middle of the night? Is it just because you have a weak bladder? You know, I, I, I like to uh, think of that the Lord wanted to spend time with me. So I spend just a, a small amount of time, whether it be reading something or pray, uh, praying in something. Um, pray, praying in the Word is very healthy because mm -hmm. right? you pray in God's perfect will. But uh, just communing, you know, with God. You know, I, I love the fact when I got a car, I remember praying, Lord, I, I'd like to have a car because I can... I can pray. 
without anybody around, nobody listening. And mm-hmm. So Ray Comfort would say that his favorite place to pray is inside of a car. <laughs> and I'm the same. I can go inside mm-hmm. my car and I can yell and I can scream and I can shout. I can cry and mm-hmm. I can laugh and I can have the word of God being poured in me. And I'm always reading a secular book and then a Christian book. And it's like, there's just no time to waste. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm 51 years old. And I remember being at Bible college as a 20 year old, as a 21 year old, and just thinking, I'm ready to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, I had no idea what I was thinking. No <laughs> yeah. idea. It's, so be faithful to small things. Look to him. It's not about you. Amen. God knows all the things that you're going through. Reach out to the lost. You know, it's all part of that message that I taught called uh, the Father's Final Farewell. Mm-hmm. Also labeled Don't Waste Your Dash. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, he just spoke at the uh, college expo here. So we're just getting him right off the stage, honestly. And yeah, so he's kind of covering a little bit of what he covered over yeah, the, yeah. The, for the college students that really do need to hear it. And we all do. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, that idea of personal worship, personal time with Christ. I think that's missed a lot in normal Christianity, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's always about, oh, I go to a Sunday worship to worship with the congregation around me, but then... You miss that in between, and and that's mm-hmm. where the real growth comes is the personal walking with Christ every day, choosing to, like you said, thank Him for, for everything, even the things that are unpleasant or bad things, and just, you know, doing things just Him and you. And I think that's something that is almost a novel concept in Christianity, well, I think it's I become so public. Like, yeah. you see the charismatic movement, yeah. and unless you're hands are raised you're running around like then you don't have the spirit power in you right mm-hmm. and like you said today in the message the power is in the word of god if you want i like how you said if you want god to speak to you read the word of god out loud if you want to hear it you know yeah. and that's where the power is we so often have want the tangible and we live by faith not by sight and so another just yeah i jab it Here's Max. A little bit. In yeah, this, no, but... <laughs> totally. I, I'm the same way. They've given a bad name to the idea of worship, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to bow down and to kiss, to pay homage to. Listen, I, 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 you know, I've said it before. I'm in love with a, with a God I've never seen, and I'm in love with a voice I've never heard. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait until my faith one day becomes sight mm-hmm. when I can see him for who he really is, and I'm able to uh, disrobe this uh, flesh called sin and be embraced by one who's always held me you know mm. you know i i do i i do long for that day and this is why i say i have nothing on my bucket list you know what i'd like to see my daughter get married i will see my daughter get married i'll have the best seat in the house you know i don't need to have it here mm. there's nothing i need to share with my kids that i haven't already shared mm. there's no i've shared the gospel with a lot of celebrities i've shared the gospel with a lot of people a lot of whatever. I have nothing I need to write. I'm writing a couple books right now, but I don't need to finish them. I don't care. I don't care if they ever get published. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've lost a lot of work, years worth of work that I've worked on. And I go, I don't care. <laughs> it's none of my business what God does. You know, mm-hmm. if God shuts down our YouTube channel or removes me from Living Waters or mm-hmm. what am I trying to do? Mm-hmm. If God takes it away, it means God didn't want to use that. Mm-hmm. You know, but in the meantime, I'm going to occupy until he comes and I'm going to run my race with endurance and I'm going to lay aside the weight that so easily ensnares me and I'm not going to be entangled with the things that other people get entangled with. Doesn't mean I mess up. Doesn't mean I don't, you know, blow up. You know, I'm filled with angry words from time to time or uh, I don't redeem the time or I get, it's all about Mark. I mean, I'm in, honestly, I'm infatuated with the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, mm-hmm. the only person loving Mark more 
than Mark is Mark. There is nobody. I mean, <laughs> it, th that is it. I want to stop talking only long enough to hear you talk about me. Right, that's one. That's that's the truth of the matter, and I can't wait to disrobe that. Hmm. And stand it's common that. human tendency, isn't it? We all yeah. have that oh, yeah. in us. It's all about Built me, myself, it. and I. Right. And even when you don't even think you're doing it for yourself, you still are doing it for <laughs> yourself. That's how deceitful sin oh, is man. sometimes. Yeah. That's right. Well, let me let me get to a, a funny question, and maybe this is one you've gotten a lot. Have you <clears throat> ever caught Ray Comfort without a gospel track on him? Yeah, we hear he's like known, he, like even swimming, he has it like in his pocket or something. He has John 3.16 tattooed across his chest. I'm I kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Well, like, I don't know shocking. how to take Breaking off. news. <laughs> so the idea is you have to catch him in public. Okay. So have I caught him oh, like at his house? Okay. Uh, yes. Have I caught him at the ministry? Yes. But that doesn't count. So he says, okay. if you ever catch me in public without public, a track. Okay. Then I'll give you a thousand dollars. He may raise that to ten thousand, and but I've never, never, and I, and I try to let a couple years go by before I actually say that. But <laughs> I always think of like the weirdest scenarios where we're outside, we're doing something, and he like, I don't know what it is, but maybe we're filming something. He has to quickly jump in, and he came from home or. Yeah, mm -hmm. he always has tracks on. <laughs> always, it's amazing. Such a testimony, yeah, honestly. Those are my uh, my, the, my favorite ones to pass out are the little comic strip ones that are like, yeah. "Are you a good person?" Yeah. It just really catches the eye. Children love them, and yes. I, I don't know. That's just kind of a testimony of like where I've come from. Is like you pastor. I'm a pastor's kid, and you come in and you're like, "Oh, I'm a good I'm a good person." But that's where so it these ones. nails you with the law right there. Yeah, yeah. those. Yeah. Oh, he has them right here with wow. him on his person. Look at you. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. we were going to ask you if you were, <laughs> you had gospel tracks. Yeah, what's the bounty on you if you don't have one? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've often said, and I said, if you ever catch me in public without a gospel track, Ray Comfort will give you $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> that right. is awesome. Well, you passed the test today. Yeah. So yep, don't he sure that. did. All right, how about another funny question? You have kids. Um, I have some young kids, but what is one of your favorite ways to embarrass your children? As, as their dad. That's kind or maybe of your you job. don't even try. Or maybe you just <laughs> yeah. do it on accident. <laughs> maybe it's uh, just natural. I just take my shirt off in public and flex. Oh, my word. <laughs> just Classic. No, um, listen, what, what do I do? I, I kind of learned. Do you use them as teaching? Like, my dad's a pastor. He always, like, uses us as illustrations. I'm like, Dad, yeah, our whole lives are out there. Is that something you would? Yeah. I, yeah. Ray does that a lot. I learned that from Ray. From personal experiences come really great illustrations mm -hmm. and I did that in this last message I just talked about my son running a race and mm -hmm. yeah that was cool. uh, and then I'm gonna talk about my daughter Ella who pushed me to share the gospel wow. inside of a Wendy's so I'm gonna share that next and I'm always looking for stuff like that but how do I embarrass my kids I I try to tell them why is it cool for you to do something and then embarrassing for me to do it? Like when dabbing yeah. was cool. Dabbing. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, I go, I can dab, and I go like this. Oh, no. Just <laughs> do it bad on purpose. Yeah, yeah, or... You can't see it. was awful. Well, I'm glad you something. can't see it on the podcast. Yeah, it's it was, only yeah. audio right now. <laughs> well, they'll say something, and I go, that's cat. That's cat. No, that's not even you know? how you use it. And, uh, <laughs> and then, or it'll be, uh, I go, how's my drip? Is my drip good? Okay. okay. Good? Yeah. So I'm always, and they're just like, oh, dad, just stop. And I go, now... If you guys do this, it's somehow cool. Mm. At what age does something now become non-cool? <laughs> right? So I always purposely, when I'm in public, I'll, I'll like, 
like if I see my daughter, I'll just yell her name oh, no. like, as loud as I can. <laughs> I love that. You know, or I'll give up and I'll just give a hug and I won't let go. Oh. In front of all their friends or um I have no problem embarrassing them. Now, you have to read your kids. You have to be a student right. of your kids. Because mm-hmm. some of them can legitimately be embarrassed and you don't That's you not don't want no. you don't want to <laughs> provoke your kids to a right. place of mm-hmm. wrath or anything else. Right. But most of my kids, you can't embarrass them. Mm. They're just used to it. Uh, I do have two kids that it's easier to embarrass them than the others. What are the ages of your kids? It changes every year. <laughs> you gotta, so you, you, gotta, you gotta keep up. Yep. 23, mm-hmm. 22 and 20. Those are the boys. Okay. The girls are 18 and 16. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of the age group of, you know, the college kids that might be listening in, mm-hmm. thinking about the college. So that's really neat. What is, have they decided what they want to do for college? We have a great option, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just say Jackson Hole Bible College and we'll be happy. <laughs> Listen, I think they all want to go to Jackson Hole Bible College. All right. That is the oh, place wow. to go yeah, to. Yeah, there we Amazing. go. Amazing. You, you heard, heard it here, here first. <laughs> There's not another place like it. Wow. Well, you guys got to come we, out and visit at least. We'll yeah. give you some money for that later. <laughs> Slip it in your pocket. Some free advertising. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, have your attention, please. The Jackson Hole Bible College is recommended by... Mark Spence from livingwaters.com. Right, good. We have gonna, no idea. We're just going to tag that doing. and put it in front of everything we do. No, right. Yes, we're going to cl- cut that and put that on everything. Yep. All right, and one final question before before we get you out of here because we've taken up a lot of your time. Um, speaking about your kids being the same age as college kids, what as a father, um, what is the most important thing or what is the the thing that you want to make sure they are equipped with the most as you know, speaking of your kids, but then projecting this to um, other college age, high school age kids, what what do you want to make sure your kids are equipped with? Well, with the Word of God, I've always wanted, when we homeschooled, I always wanted to give my kids a love for reading. Because if mm. you can know how to read, then you can learn anything. Mm-hmm. You can learn how to do anything if you know how to read. So if you're not a strong reader, you need to be. Leaders are readers, mm. and readers are leaders, whether they realize it or not. Wow. So maybe you need to start off really small and you need to go down to the library and pick up a book that's recommended for fourth grade. And you might be 23 years old. <laughs> I say go down there and read that fourth grade book. Yeah. Read them, read them, read them, read them. And then you think, you know, I'm ready for fifth grade level. <laughs> Just tell the librarian what you want to do. When I was at, when I was in college, a secular college, the librarian had on her desk a little placard that said, you are not an interruption of my job. You're the reason why I showed up today. Ask away. Mm. And I love that. So go up to your librarian and just say, I'm not a strong reader. I want to read. Mm. Where do I begin? Wow. And if they don't, if they don't tell you, I'm, I'll just tell you, pick up a fourth grade book, a fifth grade book. Yeah. Start working your way up until you can understand what you're reading. And if you open up a book to any page and you don't understand three words on that page, the book is a little too difficult for you. Scale it down a level, and that's usually yeah. a twelfth grade level is where people don't understand because the average education, mm-hmm. educated person, reads at a sixth grade level. Yeah. So, 
How did you do that practically with your kids? Like, what was the... So, it's one thing to teach your kids to read. Another, to teach them the love of reading. Yeah. And did you read with them as a child? No, I I, I don't think they all have a love for reading. Mm. I I don't. I mean, we tried all kinds of things under the sun, but you can only do what you can do. You can't force your kids to do Mm -hmm. really anything. I can't force them to walk with God. I can't Mm -hmm. force them to read the Bible. Um, I've often said that it is not my job to raise Christian children. It's my job to model what a Christian is for my children so that they can see what it's like Mm -hmm. to walk with God, Hmm. that they should know that I'm the biggest sinner in the house, not because I'm sinning greater than them or it's on public display. I think every private sin is an open spectacle in heaven. Mm -hmm. We treat sin like a cream puff, and we need to treat it like a rattlesnake. Mm -hmm. The the smallest and the little, that's a Vance Havner quote. Nothing I say is original. (laughs) Which is why you're a reader. Yeah, it shows shows you've read. So I I, I say, do what you can do, and that's the only thing you're held accountable to. You know, God is not calling us to be fruitful, but to be faithful. Mm -hmm. Be faithful, but even when we're faithless, he's faithful to bring forth the fruit in his time and his season. Uh, So... What have I done? I've tried to put books in front of them. I've tried to encourage them to do it. I've tried to ground them to to do it, but it hasn't always worked. But I have no regrets in the mm-hmm. midst of that. I I mean, would I do things differently with different kids? Sure, but my kids know that dad is the real deal. This this mm-hmm. is really what you got, and mm-hmm. I walk around the house just apologizing because I'm a big blow it. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow. That's really neat. Yeah, that that's awesome. Well, Mark, thank you so much. You, yes, Jacksonville Bible College. He's holding up a sticker in front um, of the microphone. As yes. if that's gonna reach you over there on the other end. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to hearing you again because you're gonna speak in about a little over an hour. Yeah. Hopefully, you're ready for that. And uh, uh, we just want to say thank you. And this is this was awesome. So we appreciate it. Oh. Yeah, thank you so much. My pleasure to be here, guys. Thank you. that was great i hope you guys can see now why this was my favorite interview i've done so far it was just so rich uh full of good tips on evangelizing good tips on how to worship christ uh personally and you know it was a lot it was some eye-opening points for me but just a lot of fun um, Mm -hmm. a lot of good information and um yeah what are your some of your takeaways i yeah i i hadn't listened to that before um, just now, and I'm swimming. Um, but the thing I took away is just his little steps of faith to kind of, mm-hmm. it's not like this big grand thing, but like that two cups of coffee. Like I'm still thinking about that, how I would <laughs> practically put that in my life. Um, like I need to be careful about not living like with an imaginary friend, but knowing it's the God <laughs> of the universe. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's living his life and he's trying to honor God in the little things. And he has like a secret relationship with God. That was so cool to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And look, we're not telling you guys to go out to coffee and, <laughs> um, you know, give one to Jesus. But I think, you know, if you want to, that'd be a great exercise because I think we can, we can learn from that idea of taking our relationship with Christ, uh, very, very real and very practical. And, you know, even like Mark was saying, to write songs to Jesus yeah. or write poetry or something like that that is just between you and God, you and Jesus, and, and no one else needs to know about that. Um, hmm. I think that's a very, very neat point. It's, it's kind of like I, I said it in the interview, but it is foreign to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 
we kind of think, oh, Mark, you're, you're wacky for taking Jesus out to coffee, but maybe he's not. I think, you know, maybe that's a good idea that we, we should do some more practical things to bolster or to further our relationship with Christ. It's convicting for me, for sure, just because a lot of what I do for and with Christ is so public and I want some affirmation a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, I want someone to know maybe one person in my life, at least that I spent this time with him or like, okay. And it's, it's convicting because when's the last time that I did something secretly and I didn't tell anyone about it, but it was just me and the Lord. And it was just like, yeah, just us having a relationship growth opportunity. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, like you said, it's something that we 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 like to tell people how holy we are. You know, yeah. we, we like to be a That's Pharisee. That's how I know how holy I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I need that affirmation. Or what am I? <laughs> and we want people to tell us. You know, we want we tell them so that they can tell us. You know, it's kind of a, a bad cycle. But I can hardly afford one cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it gets tricky. Maybe, there. <laughs> maybe just buy one coffee and then ask for another cup and just pour. Like give like Jesus half of the cup. Of oh, coffee. remember David poured out the water in front of the Lord. He didn't even drink it. So maybe we shouldn't even get one for ourselves. It'd be like a drink off. <laughs> just put it on the other side of the table and you sit there with nothing. You pour it as a, a, a drink offering. Offer, a drink offer, Literally yeah. a drink offering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So don't don't feel bad about being wacky like that. I think it's a good exercise. Mm-hmm. I also liked how uh, the perspective he has on life, where he said he has no bucket list. I think that also is, is kind of foreign to us. You know, we mm-hmm. a lot of times... And it's not bad, but there's a lot of things we want to do in life. You know, we want to go explore. We want to go travel and uh, try all these new things. I think the the key that Mark was getting there is that we don't need to hold that so tightly in our hands. You know, mm-hmm. if God takes it away, if he takes away our, our business or our ministry or some goals in life that we had, you know, that's not our business. God just didn't want us to do that. Or that's not the road he wanted us to go down. Um so I thought that was that was a very unique perspective that he has on life. <laughs> Do you remember as a kid and you'd be hearing about the rapture and then you'd think to yourself, no, like I got to do this first. Like, can you, can you, can you, you come get back? Married like, first. Lord, yeah. Can you come back after church camp or after I get married? Maybe my first kid. I haven't met my everyone yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that hits a little close to home here. <laughs> Careful, <buddy>. Careful <laughs> <Sorry>. without. <laughs> I've met my everyone. <laughs> Not everyone has met their everyone. <laughs> but it seems like with Mark, he's definitely holds a loose grip to his life, kind of like Paul when he was like to live as Christ, to die as gain. And I think if you're ready to die at any moment, that's kind of, that's a really cool life to live because you realize you're disposable, but you're thankful that you have the opportunity to serve Christ. Yeah, it's a, it's a good balance, I think. You know, you, we're in this world. We're not supposed to be of this world. Mm -hmm. So being in this world, you know, there's a lot you can enjoy. Uh, But when that gets more important than the things, you know, that God asks us to do or or following Christ or obeying Christ, then that's where it can get us into trouble. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think that was was awesome. It was a great reminder. And the other thing, too, I really like, and this is something that my mom pounded into me and all my siblings growing up. We were homeschooled and um, is... Just reading, reading for fun, reading for learning. That was something Mark said he wants all of his kids to do is to read because he said readers are leaders and leaders are readers. And I think that's very true. The more the more you read, the more you know, the more you can um, 
you know, the more you learn, the more you can share and help other people with. And, um, yeah, I thought that was a great tip for his kids. Yeah. And one more thing about his kids, it was kind of cool to hear how kind of unflappable they were and they don't easily get embarrassed. I think so often something that holds us back from sharing the gospel, it might not necessarily be spiritual, but we have this fear of rejection and you could really kind of put a callus on that and you could really be outgoing. Like I think about, um, Eric Hoven, like he mm-hmm. doesn't care if someone rejects or not. Right. But he's like, all right, well, I'll just go to the next person. I think I see that. And, uh, Mark Spence as well. And so this is, it's just cool to see that that is passed on to his kids as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think one thing that keeps him pure as, as he gets more famous and more well-known in the Christian world, it's easy for the, those kind of men to fall. And we've seen many examples mm-hmm. of that. But I think that one of the ways you can remain pure is to do the actual hard work of sharing the gospel. There's really nothing like it because um, it's not ethereal. You're just, you're right in it in the muck of doing the hard work because it is hard. It's not easy to put yourself out there. And it's not you. It's They reject Christ, but you still, it's hard. <laughs> so I remember Eric Hoven, he would have his kids go out with him and he'd, whoever got the most rejections won a prize or something. So it was like, that's how he trained them. Like you're going to be rejected and expect it. And even, you know, kind of enjoy it because that's kind of, that's kind of the, what we're here for. (laughs) Because in our culture, rejection Mm. is like the worst thing. And we avoid it. Even little things like we avoid it Mm. so much. Yeah. Just not to have an awkward situation. Yeah. I will do anything. <laughs> I will do so much. It's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, I was last week or two weeks ago, I was teaching, I uh, got to teach on First uh, Peter chapter 3 and, and in chapter 4 as well. But a lot of the subject matter for that is suffering for Christ and suffering for doing what is right and getting um, kickback from unbelievers for mm-hmm. standing up for Christ, you know, for evangelizing or just not going with them when they they go out and to do you know sinful things and you're standing strong on your your morals and they make fun of you for it you know that's all that's taking on the reproach of Christ and that's something that um Stephen did in Acts chapter 7 um you know he was he was serving the Lord and he was they he got caught by uh, some of the Jews and they brought him before a council, and they said, you know, give your defense. And Stephen stood up there and, and went through the whole Old Testament <laughs> and gave a great defense for his faith. And um, he ended up getting killed for it, but he didn't care. And in fact, mm-hmm. he was kind of excited to go home. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's kind of, you know, obviously that's very serious, but that's kind of what we're talking about is, you know, with the evangelism evangelism thing, a lot of times what scares you away is that rejection because it, it feels personal when, you know, I guess to some level it is, but they're rejecting Christ, not you. Mm-hmm. And you're sharing in part of that. So it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're getting reviled for the name of Christ, you should smile. Because, it's a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah it's a badge of honor, not not something to, to, to fear or mm-hmm. feel bad for. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, some neat thoughts. Um, really enjoyed that interview. And um, yeah, do you guys have any other comments on that before we close here? No. We'd love to have his his children come out and be students. Yeah, that would be pretty epic. Right. I think he has two right two daughters that that are yeah. Yeah. Uh, college age yet. So we'll see. They're probably doing bigger and better things, I guess. Eric's <laughs> son is coming 
Eric's son, son wants to come. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, he's, Jordan, he's he's, if you're he's listening, like, we're, yeah. we're watching. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. how many were out here last year. All right, well, as always, um, if you want to listen to any of our class time here at the school, you can go to the Jackson Hole Bible College Facebook page, and it's always up there. The live stream starts at 9 a.m. every, well, Monday through Friday. So if you're interested in class, um, and also stay tuned for my interview with Pastor Don. That'll probably come up over this Christmas break at some point, so look forward to that. And just to to mention again our prayer request, we have one for Brad Belcher, and um, just strength for him as he recovers from his liver disease that, that put him in the hospital. And then um, Aunt Bev, she's doing great, mm-hmm. just waiting on, um, they're scheduling an MRI for her kidney. So... Um, keep praying for Aunt Bev and also for Israel, like Annie mentioned last uh, last week. Just everything going on with them, and mm-hmm. just pray that they will um, endure and come back to the Lord. And yeah. Um, yeah, just pray for strength for for them. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for us, send that to. You can reach out to us personally. Like I, I have been getting some personal um, messages from some of you guys, which has been awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you for the feedback and the encouragement. Uh, but also, you can send any of that feedback to jhbcpod at gmail.com. That's our email for the podcast. I'd love to hear from you there. I don't have an email yet, so if you want to be the first email to jhbcpod at, at gmail.com. Chick-fil-A uh, gift card. No. <laughs> he got pretty excited when he thought he had an email. I, you know, tonight I was looking, and it was just it was just like a message from Google. But I have almost sent him one. I saw, so I saw that little badge, and I'm like... <gasps> Joey, I got one. And then I looked and I was like, ah, not Maybe we should get out merch, like t-shirt to the first Actually, you know t-shirt what? T-shirt or hat. I'm going to do that. I'm going to send, I'm going to send, um, How about some the best comment? JHBC merch to the first one who, uh, who gives me an email. So that'd be fun. Uh, but also make sure your email has some, some good content to it. Some good <laughs> encouragement or critiques or ideas or whatever. I'll probably read it out loud. Uh, yeah, I want to hear from you. Um, Without reading it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No censorship. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> Especially, you know, if there's something that you want us to, to If to you do, want to tell us yeah. who, where we can find an everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you are an everyone. and everyone. Please reach out. You want to reach say out. hello to everyone. <laughs> Email. But yeah, I want, I want this. This is obviously for you guys out there listening, you alumni especially. So if there's something you want to hear from the podcast, let me know, please. Um, and then also, Joey, another big thank you to you and Ian for our intro music. We've gotten a lot of good feedback from that little little jingle. Uh, a lot of a lot of students here this year love it, and I told Ian, you know, it's just a thirty second segment, but we need to make it into a full fledged yeah. song. Mm-hmm. I told Ian we need to add. We might like during transitions there might be a, like a part two. So oh, I told cool. him we've kind of we're kind of working on that. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah, we got more in the works coming that way, which is exciting. And then we got a bunch more interviews to to, to show you guys. Or have you guys listened to? I guess you can't watch it. Uh, and yeah, we got some ideas, but um, for now, I think you know we're excited about what we're doing. So we thank you for listening. Um, all right, I think that's it, guys. Thank you, thank you for being here. That we got the group together for the first time. Yeah, and this has been fun. Hopefully, many more, but we'll see. Our hands are open, so if God shuts us down, you know what? We're fine with that. But um, we're excited for this opportunity. So I think that's all for now. We'll see you guys later. 